You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 62. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song, The Maker, by Chris August, is a beautiful reminder to me to look outside of myself. Sometimes we get a little introspective and forget to fix our eyes on the author and finisher of our faith, on our maker. And that's what it's all about. In the famous first words of Rick Warren's book, The Purpose Driven Life, it's not about you. And we don't have to look far to see him. I see you in the sunrise. I see you in the rain. I see you in the laughter. I feel you through the pain. Everything that you have made is beautiful. Oh my God, I can't believe my eyes. But in all of this, to think that you would think of me makes my heart come alive. Immediately when considering these lyrics, my mind goes to Romans chapter 1, verse 20, where it says, Forever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God has made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. Chris August comes to a conclusion when he considers all that God has made, when he slows down to look around and to stop and to feel this is his conclusion. Your love is like a mighty fire deep inside my bones. I feel like I could climb a thousand mountains all at once. And I never have to wonder if somebody cares for me. I love the maker. And the maker loves me. The Maker Loves Me. If you hear nothing else on this podcast today, and if you hear nothing else every time you hear Chris's song, I want you to know this. The Maker Loves You. I love the music video for this song. It was filmed in Washington State, which is in the great Northwest, and I was raised in Idaho. And the beauty of nature in that area of the country can really be breathtaking. And I, so I lived in Idaho, and then I moved to North Dakota by way of Montana. There's a reason it's called Big Sky Country. The expanse of the sky is mind-blowing. It just seems like it's bigger there than anywhere else in the country. And then when I started to enter North Dakota when I was moving there, I saw fields and fields of sunflowers, and my breath was taken away in a new way. 
there's a thing about the fields of sunflowers. Um, after the first few miles, I mean, they're beautiful. It's amazing. They go on and on and on, and then they go on and on and on and on, and then you just realize, man, is there anything else? But sunflowers, so this one thing that in one moment takes my breath away, when it becomes mundane or familiar, it no longer takes my breath away. The newness wears off. The familiarity settles in, and I start looking for something new. And I think we do that with God's creation all day long. You know, every once in a while, we might be drawn in by an especially colorful sunset or an especially large, bright moon. But overall, we're not taking the time to stop, look, and listen, or at least I'm not. So I don't want to read into what you do in life, but I find myself pretty busy and allowing the newness or the breathtaking uh, nature of God's creation to wear off. Now I'm in Louisiana, and I don't get to experience those same feelings of wonder that the Rocky Mountains inspire in me. But, you know, the swamp offers new details and beauty unseen in the country that I grew up in. So we didn't have a lot of alligators and cypress trees in Idaho. So it has a new um, element of beauty when I look at it. So this song makes me want to stop and look and listen in new ways and acknowledge the maker in it all. You know, I kind of liken it to landscape photography versus micro photography. I've taken photographs of expanses of tulips all swaying in the breeze. They have this vibrancy of color filling the landscape. And um, I'd be, I'm able to take those pictures at a place in Arkansas called Hot Springs, Arkansas. And there's a place there called Garvin Gardens. And we like to go there whenever we have a chance to go and spend some time. We have a timeshare in Arkansas, so we go sometimes once or twice a year. But a Garvin Gardens is one of our favorite places. And if we have the opportunity to go in the spring, sometimes we get to see the tulips. Now, this year we went, and the the week that we arrived, a few days prior, there had been a hailstorm that damaged some a lot of the tulips. And I was so sad because I love the feeling that wells within me when I, I kind of take in that beauty of God's creation and those patches of color and the pathways that wind through. Um, it's just beautiful. But what it forced me to do this time is pick out a few tulips and then try to take real close-up pictures so you didn't see all the damaged ones around them, but you saw one that was still standing and, and beautiful, and I took a closer shot, and I took new angles. And then at one point, I took this really neat picture from straight above the tulip, and I got the most unique shot of the pistil and stamen inside the flower. And I don't know that I ever even looked that closely at tulips before. You know, stopping and taking time to explore the tulip in new ways gave me new appreciation of something that I had experienced before. I had experienced tulips before, but never in this way. Now, this is my hope for you as you approach God's word. I want you to stop and look and listen and see what God has to say to you. Oftentimes on the podcast, I might mention something to you that you're thinking, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to do that. That's really not my thing. But I really want you to try it sometimes. Uh, uh, just look at, at his word in new ways, and you might be surprised that he'll want to speak to you in new ways if you're willing to open your heart. I don't want you to miss out what he wants to speak to you through his creation, however. God is creator, and he is maker. He was the first artist. 
And you know, you can get to know a lot about an artist when you take time to consider their art. Now, I'm not talking about, um, I haven't been trained in art appreciation where I can go into a museum and look at art, uh, formal art, I guess. But, you know, I think there's art everywhere. So one of the things I love is music. And a good songwriter tells a compelling story through the lyrics of the song. And that's art. I can play a variety of genres of music, and you're going to have an idea of the musician playing that music. You know, um, generally, um, an artist that develops heavy metal music looks different than the artist or has different vision and experiences than the artist that develops, you know, more of a folksy uh, bluegrass music, for example. Now, every once in a while, there'll be a juxtaposition of the two. But anyway, I can, I believe great communicators like pastors and speakers, I think they're artists. You can learn about the, a lot about the type of person that they are through their style, through their themes, through their passions revealed through their messages. Um, fashion often reveals a lot about a person. And according to my seven-year-old, fashion is art. But uh, consider photographers. I love, I have several friends who are photographers, and I could look at a series of portfolios sitting on a table, and I could pick out their works of art because they each have their own unique style. And so I, I love that about my photography friends. I used to scrapbook, and you can get a sense of the scrapbooker by their style, their subjects, sometimes even the fonts that they like to use. And I, I even consider this podcast as a form of art. You really get a sense of who I am as a person but by what I share and even the tone of my voice, even though you don't necessarily see my face. So if all of this is true and we really want to get to know our maker, we should consider the beauty of what he has made in addition to his words that he's speaking uh, to get to, to, to get to know him. And the thing about art appreciation is that it takes time and effort. It's something that you develop over time. It takes an investment in new knowledge, understanding different eras, movements, styles, and techniques. So I would never ask you to gain an appreciation of the maker by only looking at his creation without considering what he says about himself and what he loves and what moves him. But I think it's important to appreciate the maker's creation in conjunction with his words and message. And just like certain genres of music or art moves one person, God's going to use many different styles and techniques to speak to each of us. After all, he made you too. You are his masterpiece, and he knows just how to get through to you. However, uh, here's the caveat. You don't get to tell the maker how he should speak to you. I have a feeling he's trying to speak to us, to many of us, in new ways. And, and we're just kind of refusing to open our eyes and ears and hearts to hear him because it's new. And we want him to speak to us the way that he that he did last time or the way that we're used to. Um, I recently heard a speaker at a women's conference I attended say, God is creative. He never tires of finding new ways of speaking to you. And I'm trying to be more open to that as well. 
I had had the privilege of sharing a room with a wonderful woman of God on a recent trip, and she and I both work at the same Christian school, and she was telling the story of how she came to accept the position at school. And let's just say it was not in her plan in her that she thought that she was going to end up at this Christian school from the public school system, but, you know, she she's a godly woman who diligently sought the Lord for his direction and confirmation. I suppose the details of the story don't really matter except to say that her confirmation came in the form of a rock, like a pebble, that a pebble on the ground on the campus, uh, because rocks in her previous history have always been very important. Uh, That pebble wove its way into the story of God's leading. You know, she picked up that pebble and she keeps it in her office. She pulls it down every once in a while to encourage others that God speaks to us in many ways. And uh, I think it's interesting that she picked a rock because there are verses that even say even the rocks will cry out in praise to God. So anyway, uh, I have another friend who who um, it's feathers. I, I mean, it's I'm not trying to get weird on you. I'm just trying to say God can use so many ways to speak to us. And I think he's crying out from everywhere and we're not willing to listen because it's not in the way that we're used to or um, that we're quote unquote comfortable with. So it'd be easy for us to roll our eyes or to dismiss this pebble as merely a rock. But who am I to tell God how to speak to his child? He used it to speak. She heard it. Now it's part of her testimony of God's voice, confirmation, and leading in intimacy. And uh, it's definitely not um, unbiblical or anything like that. So I think that um, it's important for us to be open. So stop. Stop to see him in a rock. Stop to see him in the sunrise. See him in the rain. See him in the laughter. Feel him through the pain. So in addition to jumping into Romans chapter 1, I, I sought out verses that identified God as the maker, and I used that as a jumping off point to get into God's word. And I want this to be a lesson to you because um, I do this for you every week, and I never have to wonder where I should read today. You know, I've been reading through the Bible. Um, I was trying to finish it in four months. That was hilarious. So it'll probably be closer to five, but I think it's okay. Um, But anyway, so I have a plan, a reading plan where I'm trying to read 30 minutes a day just, and, and I'm following a plan. So Sometimes if you have a plan, that's great. Just follow the plan. And sometimes you're just like, oh, but I, where do I go? Well, here I have a song. It calls him the maker. All I did was literally Google verses that have, I said, uh, the maker in scripture. And it pops up Bible Hub, which is one of the resources that I use, and showed me three or four different scriptures where God was identified as the maker. And then I read those Psalms that had that, and I'm picking one to talk about on the podcast today. It's just really, uh, it's not um, some kind of cryptic process. This is pretty much what I do to get into God's word. And I'll tell you what, I found found this week, I'm going to tell you what I found. It's just encouragement when you find it yourself, because I'm kind of stoked. And I think it's really hard sometimes for me to put into words what I've found and have you be as excited as I was when I found it on my own. And so I realized that's why I want you to find some of these things on your own. Your aha moments are going to be so much more meaningful when they're yours. 
but I'm pretty excited. Sometimes everything just kind of comes together. And of course, that's just God's way of speaking to us when something that um, just seems a happenstance, I think that's God. And when his word dances and sings and weaves in and out of Old Testament and new and through ancient history and present history and just straight to the depths of his heart and, and then right into ours. So one of the Psalms, and as I mentioned, there are a few. I'm not going to tell you which ones. You can do the same thing. Just Google um, the maker in scripture and see uh, what you find out. But one of the Psalms that mentions God as the maker is Psalm 115. In fact, I've chosen verse 15 of that Psalm as our free memory verse or as our memory verse for the week. And I say free because I create free resources every week. If you'll just hop on my website at michelleneedsat.com forward slash this week is forward slash 62 you can give me your email address and i will send you those free memory verses and i'll send them to you every week and they always point back to the song that we're covering or the scriptures that we're covering that week but uh this week it's psalm uh 115 verse 15 may the blessings of the eternal maker of heaven and earth be on you But you know me, I love that verse, but there's much more meaningful when I read it in context. And the nice thing about Psalms is you don't have to read multiple chapters. It's all contained in that one Psalm. So if I read the whole Psalm in context, that's just reading the whole Psalm. And uh, I'm going to read it to you right now in the voice version. You can access that version for free on BibleGateway.com. And I've included the link to that in the show notes as well. And it says this, not for us, O eternal one. This glory is not for us, but for your name, because of your loyal love and truth. Why should the nations ask, where is their God now? Our God is in heaven doing whatever he chooses. Those nations worship idols of silver and gold crafted by human hands. They have given their gods mouths, but they cannot speak. Eyes, but they cannot see. They've provided their idols with ears, but they cannot hear. Noses. But they cannot smell. They have fashioned hands. But the idols cannot reach out and touch. Feet. But they cannot walk. Their idols cannot make a sound in their finely crafted throats. The people who make idols will become useless like them, like all who trust in idols. O Israel, put your trust in the eternal. He is their helper and defender. O family of Aaron, put your trust in the eternal. He is their helper and defender. All who fear and know the eternal, put your trust in him. He is their helper and defender. The eternal has remembered us and he will bless us. He will bless the people of Israel. He will bless the priestly family of Aaron. The eternal will bless those who worship and stand in awe of him from the least to the greatest. May the eternal prosper your family, growing both you and your descendants. May the blessings of the eternal maker of heaven and earth be on you. The heavens above belong to the eternal, and yet earth in all of its beauty has been given to humanity by him. The dead do not praise the eternal, nor do any who descend into the silent grave. But we will praise and bless you, our eternal one, today and forever. Praise the eternal. Now we can stop there. Psalm 115. How amazing is that? I know a couple of, hopefully a couple of words jumped out at you and you thought, man, I wish I had my Bible in front of me so I could ponder that and think on that and underline that and, and maybe journal about that. 
we could stop there. But I had already read all of Romans chapter 1 at this point because I found that verse that I was interested in. But I wanted to read it in context. So this is when I really got excited. Because the verse I mentioned earlier in Romans 1, the one about how God has made his invisible qualities clear through his creation. Well, that verse is in a section titled God's Anger at Sin, interestingly enough. I'm not going to read the whole section here today, but I do want to read the first few verses. In verse 18, it says, God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. See why I got excited? Okay, so God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. So when I combine these two sections of scripture, this Psalm 115, written thousands of years or hundreds of years, at least before this uh, Romans chapter one, I see a few things. Number one, God's in heaven doing whatever he chooses, but he alone is our helper and defender. It said it over and over and over in that beautiful Psalm. He alone can bless us and he will. The eternal will bless those who worship and stand in awe of him. Did you hear that when I read that in Psalm 115? And then the earth in all of its beauty has been given to humanity by him. And what do we do with it? Well, we worship the creation and not the creator. We may not carve images anymore. I think that's where sometimes I get hung up a little bit because I'll read about idols and I'll think, wow, that's just weird, you know, uh, to, to bow down and worship an actual image of a, of a person or um, a bird or a reptile or something like that. But we, we worship the provision instead of the provider. We do that all day long. We continue to trade the truth about God for a lie. So just because we don't have a little statue in a corner of our home, we are still, we still have the tendencies to worship uh, the creation and not the creator. And he is not silent about his love for us. The maker loves us. And I love the greatest proof that Chris reminds us in his song. Let's listen. More than just some words upon a page You show me in a million ways But there is one that stands above them all Hands of creation on a cross We can never forget God's ultimate evidence of his love for us, the sacrifice of his son, not so that he can have a bunch of minions, but so that we can have relationship with him. No tulip, as beautiful as it is, will ever compare to the expression of love that God gave us through the gift of his own son. 
And often I'll begin the podcast with the story behind the song that the artist shares. This time I want to end with it because I want it to act as a challenge for us all. And I'm going to link to the article uh, where I found this. Chris August tells new release Tuesday blogger Kevin Davis this. This album means the most by far to, uh, to me by far. And I think it was because of where I was at in my life. I was in a skateboarding accident, and after the release of my last album in April of 2012, I was on pain medications, and after four months had passed, and I was trying to get off all those medications, I was getting sick, and my body was totally addicted to the painkillers. It wasn't an emotional thing, but my body was so used to the medication because I had to take it so often. When I finally weaned myself off the painkillers, I was acting weird, I guess, and a couple of my friends told me I should see a counselor. So I went and saw a counselor, and he said I should see a psychologist. That's never good when a counselor says that to you. Basically, I was diagnosed with depression and had to get on more medication and had side effects from all of those medications. I had a pillbox like my grandpa used to have. It was the size of a laptop, and I was taking all of these pills, and this was right before Christmas, Christmas of 2012. Fast forward to the spring of 2013, I was on tour with Big Daddy Weave, and about three months in, I'm feeling foggy and loopy, but I guess it's getting the job done. I'm seeing on the tour all these people getting healed, and we're praying for people after each show. I was watching Mike Weaver pray with people, and I was watching the chains break, and I thought, this is so awesome. One night, I was sitting there on the bus and thought, wait a second, I want to be healed. I was taking all this medication and dealing with depression, and I couldn't sleep. So I took medication for that. I was tired of taking all these pills and I believed the Lord could heal me. I decided I was done taking pills, asked the Lord to heal me, and I was just going to walk in the healing. The next day I started reading the Bible and I'm not exaggerating for hours every day. I was praying and the next day I didn't take one more pill and I haven't since. That's where the writing process started, right in that moment. The first song I wrote is called He's Still Here. That song was about seeing the Lord literally heal me. I just started walking in it. His miracles were not just for 2,000 years ago. He's still moving and healing. Now, I am so moved that Chris's healing began with faith, but was followed up with stepping out into that faith by diving into God's word. Chris says he was just just going to walk in the healing. But that first step was toward the heart of God, straight to his word. It is out of the truth of his word that he will speak to us through so many ways. Please, please, please stick with it. So what's next? Stop, look, and listen to God's creation. He gave it to us to enjoy its beauty. But once our response to be worship and trust, not in what has been made, but in the maker. So I want you to read Psalm 115 and then read Romans chapter one and then go and read them again. Ask God to speak to you through his word this week and then go outside and see if he's going to speak to you out there too through his creation. And what I'd love for you to do is take a picture of where you see your maker this week. And I don't care when you're listening to this podcast, go snap a picture and then join me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, post pictures of where you saw your maker today. And then I want you to tag them with hashtag the maker and hashtag more than a song. So we can all come together as a body across this earth that God has blessed us with and experience his voice through his creation. I'm excited. So while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me at michelle at michellenizat.com. Hop on Twitter or Facebook. Let's talk about what you're learning. 
Or you can leave a comment on this week's show notes, Michelle at Michelle, I'm sorry, michellenizat.com forward slash 62. And before we leave, I've already mentioned how you can get your free memory verse resources today and every week. Uh, Again, it's just a small token of my thanks and hopefully a useful tool for you. But I want to give a shout out to Susan from Alabama, Angelique from Qatar, Judith from Louisiana. These are my newest subscribers to my website. Welcome. And I don't want you to miss an episode of my podcast. So go ahead and subscribe to it in iTunes or Stitcher Radio. While you're in iTunes, could you leave me a written review and a star rating? This encourages me, but more than that, it helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Mike Burkett and Texas Tuff, who both commented on the creative approach to unpacking Christian music and approaching God's word. Thank you for your wonderful comments. Dee from Alabama, who appreciates the fresh look and approach to scripture. And Second Chance Love, who said this podcast has inspired a renewed love for reading the Bible. Wow. Thank you so much for your reviews. Thank you so much for your encouragement. And I hope this will help other people find it as well. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will use First by Lauren Daigle to dive into scripture. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 62. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.